This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash uberone for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube. And listen on your podcast platform. Oh, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV. For all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. For the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes. Back of the net. It didn't happen in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. A modern day football miracle. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. Premier League champions 2016, the amazing Leicester City! Leicester Till I Die TV, your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, 
Here's your host. Right, Chris. All right there. Welcome along. How the devil are you? My little friend. My little friend is back. Um, we'll call him Jack for no other reason than uh, it's, it's a nice name. <laughs> It'll all become clear later on. This is Letter Till I Die TV. Thank you for watching. If you are watching on YouTube, please, if you can give us a subscribe, it will be so much appreciated. Do what it says down there. Click the subscribe, um, smash the lights, and click the notification bell. We have got some great shows coming up over the next few weeks. Tomorrow, uh, no, not tomorrow, Sunday, we've got the um, final day watch-along, the Soccer Sunday. Yeah, well, that's not exactly... Jeff Stelling and and Chris Kamara, but we will attempt to do our best. We've got a Liverpool fan who'll be watching the battle for the title. Uh, we've got an Arsenal fan who'll be looking for the uh, battle for Europe, and the scrap for survival is being looked after by a Watford fan. So it could all go tits up. It probably will, <laughs> but uh, do join us. And the next week, of course, we've also I've mentioned this before. We have got the Jerry Taggart interview, and he. It's not an interview about Jerry Taggart. He will be discussing Leicester City's season. So that is going to be very interesting. But you can only watch that on YouTube. That won't be on Facebook and it won't be on uh, Twitter at all. Um, can you believe? Can you believe this is the last game of the season? Go back to August last year. We all started off with such high hopes. And we all just kind of here it's kind of fizzled out it's one of the few games tomorrow that's got absolutely nothing riding on it um dare i say shooting practice i'm probably going to get killed for that but <laughs> no um this is uh the letter till i die preview show <laughs> Watching Leicester Till I Die TV. Two are down, Watford and Norwich, and good riddance to them, no disrespect. Uh, this team nearly got dragged into it. Only their good start to the season avoided it happening. Please welcome back. He's, he's a friend of the channel. He's got his multicolored jacket on. It is, of course, Joseph. Oh, I'm sorry, Jack. Howdy, howdy. <laughs> You know, you know it's, you, it's no longer like a shirt that I wear, apart from like Chris is called. Get it, go get it, go get it for me. And it's it's buried at the top of a mountain nearby. I take it out of the ground. I'm like, right, less until I die tonight. Here we go. So uh, <laughs> happy to be here, mate. Happy to be here. It, it, it gets two airings a season, if nothing else. From the smell of it, you think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can imagine. Um, Wise old owl, and I know it's going to send give us down Jack's back because it's going to remind him of the quiz. But um, <laughs> can you believe it's the last game tomorrow? I know it seems to have uh, whizzed by, doesn't it? A lot has happened when you look back on the season, but uh, they always seem too short. And even worse, and any female football fans, forgive me, but there's no football throughout the summer. 
Um, there's the women's Euros. Oh, let me finish. There is the women's Euros, so I will be paying some attention to that. But there's no major tournament as we usually see uh, one. Major, I think you're just digging that hole deeper and deeper for yourself. Um, I mean, yeah. we had the, Brad, who's obviously a co presenter, and he's got his own channel now, Matter of Opinion, and he, he did a very good uh, uh podcast few weeks ago about should mm. women managers of the women's team should they be allowed to manage men's football and i did kind of say well you know if they've got time with the washing up and the ironing then why not why, why not why not indeed. <laughs> joking <laughs> joking everybody <laughs> quickly moving on well it's great to have you back jack your details are in the uh, description below on youtube but where can uh, people especially the female audience find you hey i'm over here at match day vlogs me and mike just Living our best life, watching Southampton, getting sadder and sadder and sadder as the summer hits us. Oh, we were so, there was one point we were so happy, and then now well, I'm we, here. We touched on it before before we came live, uh, Jack. You you had a really good start to the season, and I'm beginning to think, well, you know, yourself, sort of Palace, Brighton, we could be sort of a battle for Europe here, and then it kind of all went wrong. I think that's what happened. I think I think the first the first moment a Southampton fan said Europe, the club went, let's start losing these matches because they've got yeah. expectations now. Because that is what happened. We got to yeah, you know, Christmas time, expectations start. To, we really were like, well, let's look above us. We we seem to be getting better every game. We're really improving. Like the defense was getting stronger and stronger, and then we just lost four nil against Aston Villa, and it just seemed to absolutely fall apart. I mean. That Aston Villa game was it was hard to take because that was probably Danny Ings's best game for Villa this season. He was immense, and it just that really dug his nail in. And then ever since then, it's just been. It's all right sticking a knife in, but that was oh, twisting it around. It, it really was like if it wasn't for like the fact that Vestergaard and Bertrand have been yeah. the other way, I, it would be a, an even be, worse time. To be fair though, if four nil is your worst defeat of the season, that's no, a plus, isn't it? No, I mean six nil is what is our worst so far this season. But, that's um, an improvement. We did, yeah. We've got we've got. Do you know what? There was a point uh, a couple of weeks ago where we worked out that if Southampton lost nine nil twice for the last two games, that would have sent us down. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> oh no, against Liverpool and Leicester, is it? Uh, no. <laughs> Let, let's let's just say let's just say. Can we just have this on record here? That you were the first one to mention it, Jack. Listen, I'm, 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 I'm over it. Yeah, yeah, of course you we, are. Because we, we've you gotten are. through a season where it hasn't happened. So <laughs> yet, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna yeah, say yeah. there's a one more game. Mm, and you know what's, what's really disappointing is that Jamie Vardy and Madison have really started scoring the last couple of games. Yeah, and... <laughs> yeah but we still got Perez, and that was all. He's never done anything since then. So yeah, don't worry. I'm, I'm, no, don't worry. This is where Vestergaard really makes his money back for you guys. <laughs> I mean, here, here we go. Here we go then, uh, 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 Craig. I was. I think I said to you the other day. I'm not sure, but I was who it was I was speaking to, but. I was listening to Talk Sport, and I know, I know, I know I'm obliged to do so because I'm on it occasionally. And they were talking about Southampton. Um, I think it was after the, the, the booing, and we'll come on to that. Yeah. But the actual, they were saying that 
both Vestergaard and Bertrand were big losses to Southampton. <laughs> I um, saw that too. <laughs> you, you, yeah, and I'm, I'm like, hang on, let me let me make a note of this. Um, yeah, yeah, that's not the case. I think if anything, that's that is that is the ultimate talk sport. Meaning, have they not seen what Vestergaard and Bertrand have done this season? <laughs> Well, have they've you... not really done much, have they? Because they've been injured a lot, Craig. Exactly. So how they're, they're, they're going, oh, it's a big loss for Southampton. It's like, was it? Because it seemed like a <laughs> big you, loss for Leicester as well. Have you conceded less goals this season? Um, slightly. Slightly. But uh, here's the thing. We got, we've got... I, I like our new centre-back. So, you know, they was up until, like, the, you know, the Aston Villa game, I thought they were amazing. I Your new were... centre-backs being... Uh, Salasu, uh, first of all, he's, um, he came in this season and he was, he is the best centre back at the club right now. He's he been is, decent. He's to be fair, fair, yeah. yeah, I think he has some really shining moments, but he's still 23, so there's still mm. a lot asked of him. Yeah. And when those games come where everything's hard and heavy on him, he can't quite get himself to it. So he needs, he, 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 he's a player that need, would do well with a veteran centre back next to him. Yeah. And Bednarak doesn't really fulfill that role. Ben Narak is just as, you know, if it goes away, if everything slips, it already slips. Yeah. And then uh, our main boy is uh, my, my best friend, Lianko, at the back here. Uh, <laughs> he's an absolute renegade. If you guys don't see aren't, don't see his social medias, he's an absolute politician. He? He's, oh, he's fantastic. You know, he, he's the kind, he, when he was injured, he was walking around, you know, like the, the, the concourse. He's always out and about. He's always sort of chatting to pl- fans on Twitter. He's an absolute boy. He's very headstrong in the game. <laughs> he needs to calm down a little bit. He's Brazilian, so he's feisty. But um, you know, the last game against Liverpool in a game where we were a bit of a, a damp squid, he was one. He was one of the better players against Liverpool. He's just at this weird thing right now. Most of the time we see him, he's kind of the centre of a free at the back. Right. Yeah. And now he's starting to come in as the as the number. You know, as the number, you know, the second centre back. So it's taking a bit of time. I think next season. To see him a bit more, but my God, he's the boy. So don't, yeah. I, 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 they're not a big loss for me. And our left back Peru as well is a club that are very we're for fullbacks this season. We've been blessed. Kyle Walker Peters, Livermento, and Peru who came in yeah. for uh, Bertrand. I said for a long time that for me Bertrand is a good player and he does a good job, but there's probably more you can get out of that position. And yeah. Peru's come in and he's been immense in that win. Our fullbacks have been our saving grace this season. So. Uh, not so, really. uh, is it Liver- Livermento, is he, is he right or left-sided? He's right-sided. He's right. right-sided. You've got Walker-Peters still as well, haven't you? Yeah, so that was the big threat when he came in, is that mm. Walker-Peters is the right-sided fullback, and now we've got this new kid, and you know, no one thought Livermento, this academy player from Chelsea, was going to come in and be a first-team starter. He, but, he, but he did, and he was amazing. And it did force Carl Walker-Peters to the other side, and we were all kind of... A bit nervous because Kyle Walker Peters probably after maybe War Prowse is the best player in the team, I'd say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh no, if he's gonna go out the, on the left, he's probably not gonna work. It turns out he's wicked on the left side as well. He can play oh. both sides, he's he's really great down both wings. Um, he is the better right-sided fullback of between the two of them, which is kind of mm-hmm. the issue. It's like he is better than Livermento, but Livermento is probably better than Peru. It's it's all it's a, it's a, it's it's Confusing to go around the back, yeah. but right now, obviously, Livermento is out with a ACL, a really bad injury at Brighton. He's out probably till next year now. But so it, it sounds um, like you should, you have a better team than your finishing position suggests. That's the that's that's the really well, it's the headache about it because if you think about where when Southampton came out of the transfer window in you know in August, we had signed three academy players from that no one really had heard of. We signed Salasu, Peru, and Walcott. 
And you would have looked at that and gone, Southampton haven't had a very good season window, plus the players that they lost. So if anything, the team really overperformed the first half of the season. The fact that we were, you know, looking at the top half of the table, looking at Europe, you kind of like, they they were really doing a, a really good job. So then we all started to get a little bit of ambition and a little bit of, right, this is the level they can perform at. And then to see it so drastically drop off, like it did last season, but last season they had the excuse of injury. So this season they don't have that excuse. The players are there, they're fit, mm-hmm. we've all got a starting team. But they just something seems not to be right, and uh, that's kind of why you heard that booing the other day. It's always the it's always the hope that kills you. It is as soon as soon as you're like, oh my god, this team could do something. I really like this team. I don't. There's really. I remember saying to Mike, like, I was so lucky that that there's not a player on the team I don't like. I don't hate like then you know (laughs) you know when you get to like an older squad and you're like, I don't like this player. Why are they still here? I really like everyone at Southampton right now. If they think maybe, obviously Theo's not playing as much, so you're kind of thinking, "Oh, why is he here?" But it's Theo, so you know, I don't mind being there. You said there, Craig, about the hope, and I think we all hoped for more. I'm going to go back to Burton and Vestergaard, and I'd say it from a Leicester perspective because I I was I was talking with Neil from Beyond the Ninety last night, and he was agreeing with me that we both thought that. Bertrand could possibly be the best signing. You know, we'd have been a free signing. We'd lost Christian Fuchs. We'd lost that experience. We knew Luke Thomas was coming through. And we thought, you know, Bertrand could could nurture him and help him through. Um, he had a pretty good pre-season. Uh, we then, of course, went and got, you know, six foot five, who jumped to knees six foot nothing, um, and which was maybe a bit of a panic buy because of Fafana. Yeah. But then you've got him coming into a team where, you know, every week he had to be introduced to his, you know, his his fellow centre back because we've got that many injuries that he didn't yeah. know who he was playing. Yeah. I mean, we look at them, we joke about them, and what have you. But there is more to come from them, isn't there? Um, or not? I, I mean. <laughs> Vestergaard, for me, Vestergaard would have been better in a three. Um, I, I I wouldn't trust him in a two. I think in a three where he's the centre of a three, where he can come out with the ball, again, particularly against teams that are dropping off, because he is he is decent on the ball. He, he can pick a pass and he's not scared to thread a straight ball between lines. But when he's on a two, he's, uh, you know, you're forced to be playing sideways passes and, and he doesn't, he doesn't read the game well enough for me. Bertrand, mm. I was never really sure about. I mean, I went over to Burton when he when he made his debut there, and he looked okay, but it was Burton. Um, and I think, particularly at the at the early part of the season when he wasn't um, before he got injured, Barnes was playing uh, in front of him a lot. And to be fair, you're not going to get much help from Barnes in terms of tracking back, so he was getting exposed quite a bit. I think so. I, I, it definitely wasn't a season that I'm sure either of those players or, or the fans were hoping for, that's for sure. True. And, I mean, we'll, we'll get the elephant in the room out of the way now, um, uh, Jack. Your own fans singing, you're getting sacked in the morning yeah. and booing Ralph. I mean, he's got a tough, tough job there. And we're going to come on to James Ward-Prowse in a minute um, and Spencer's comment. But... Every time you get a good player, he's got to sell. (laughs) And it's almost like the fact that he's keeping you in the top flight season after season with everything that's going on, 
is not bad. And what do Southampton fans expect, shall we say, of him if if they if they are booing him? It's it's difficult because I don't think Southampton as a club know what their expectations are. Because mm. this season, that what they what they were saying is, you know, we want we want to get top ten. It's like okay, well, that's where you want to be in the league. But where do we want to see ourselves? You know, in not, not be that guy, but in like five years. How much? Where do we want to be with this squad? Because you're mm. we're building something. So what we're we building towards, and it all seemed to us that we we're building towards this top top ten club. Maybe we can reach for Europe. It's a young squad, but with some veteran players in there, and it's all doing well. And it's all we what we were doing the first half of the season is kind of what we all expected. And then, you know, that's what we want. That's that's the game. Like maybe we were playing first half of the season. That's where we're like, this is it. This is what we want from Southampton. And then suddenly, not only does it drop off a little bit, but it drops off and never comes back. And it's happened for two seasons mm-hmm. where it's the, pretty much the exact same thing, where it's you, you know almost top of the league, half top half of the table, drop off. And now it's happened again, and everyone's like, right, they aren't their excuses of last season. Okay, you can say he was he we, we were he bought players in in the summer, but you can't say it was backed. It was, I think, a net spend of maybe. 15 million it's nothing we didn't spend anything really i think our most expensive player was you know adam armstrong for 15 everything else was like one mil two mil plus we you know we got 30 mil for danny so we were in the green once again if you look at his spend over the past few seasons it's ridiculous i think it's it's less than watford and it's less than it's less than so many teams it's ridiculous so for what he does it's an amazing he does do an amazing job but then you get to this runner form here where suddenly all that good hope and good nature you are suddenly 15th in the table again. And there's a good chance that Everton are going to finish above you after the season that Everton have just had. If that's not if that's not good enough, hmm. what is you know what is good enough? Um yeah. the, the good the, ex, the exciting thing for Southampton right now is that we've got new owners, and this is the first summer with the new owners. We got bought out in, in January, and they've said that this is going to be a, a big trans transition summer for us. They said there's gonna be a lot of players in and out. But then you sort of hear contradicting things and saying, well, we don't have an awful lot of money, but we do plan to have do this, you know. So f- for me, after the, um, you know, after the recent run of form, especially, um, which game was it? It was the, um, uh, was it the Palace game? We were all just livid because mm. they're, they're, Palace were a team to be taken there and they didn't turn up from day one. Southampton didn't come out and do anything. So at the end of that game, I was even. I was really upset. And then the following week, um, yeah, when you all heard the boos against Brentford, it was the same thing. They just didn't give anything. And there was a big division in the fan base. I think it was, it was really a 50-50 split of he needs to go, Ralph needs to go, because some of the decisions he's making in the games, when you're 2-0 down and you're bringing on a, center, a defensive midfielder for a striker, you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing that? And you're doing it in the 81st minute. What are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. what, you're trying to get a point here. What's going on? So there's been real faux pas from him so he's not helped himself but it was only a few months ago where they were like well before Ten Hag was and I was like well maybe Ralph Hasenhutl could go to like, Man United it's so it's, it's crazy how like it shifts from one to the other so we have quickly. totally been the there same, thing, we same thing with Rogers, isn't it it's like yeah. you, you yeah. well those top five is like well he, he could replace Pep at City you know Rogers, and, and then suddenly you're down the other half it's like well he needs to go really doesn't it's, it? it's just it's it, hard for us is it a team that needs just adding to and building on though, because they've not a lot of those players haven't been together for a long yeah. time in terms of uh, Armstrong came in the summer. Is that correct? Yeah. So you got Adam Armstrong came, you know, came in the summer yeah. and all the players that have sort of come in this season have done very well. And I think mm. if 
we all sort of agree that, that there are players in the team like I've been using the the, the Bertrand terminology all season of like he is good in that position, but what yeah. more can you get out of it? Nathan Redmond, for example, Nathan Redmond's got a great goal against Liverpool in the week, mm-hmm. but that's this is that I think is it the first goal of the season in the league? He's got mm-hmm. a few assists. Yeah, yeah, he does it every so often, but he doesn't do it every week. So that, got, is that, is better looking from the outside, there. it seems like you've got a lot of players like that. I mean, everybody's yeah. saying Brozier has had a great season, but you translate that to goals, it's, it's he's, not there. He, he's dropped off. He's you know the last. Yeah. It's ever since the honestly it, since the Villa game, he's dropped off. And I think Adams a, the same. You know, Adams had a really good start dropped off. So they just don't know where they are. It's that's the thing. Consistency is just out of the window at Southampton, and you just sometimes. That's the thing of the managers, and and I think, I mean, I I I, I quite like Hassan Hootl, um, but there has to be that question mark in terms of whether the players are with him. If you're, and, and I, I hate to say it again, but if you're a team that have been beaten nine nil twice, there's a yeah. problem. Yeah, there's, there's a problem right. that you can't just shut up shop and see a game out and and you know just plug the gaps and make sure it doesn't get any worse. For that to happen twice. There's got to be something fundamental <coughs> wrong in the background. Yeah. There's there's lots of stuff wrong with the, I've in, it, just the coaching staff alone. I mean, we don't have an, an assistant manager. Since Danny, when, when Ralph came in, he came, brought Danny Rowan, who has since gone on to um, uh, Bayern Munich. He's with he's at, with, with the German national team now. He's he's fantastic. He was really mm. good at his job. Uh, when he left, we got a video analysis come in who seems to be the number two. But apart from that, everyone else is a goalkeeper. How nuts is that? All of our other goal uh, coaches are, are ex-goalkeepers. And they've been there for a long time now with no change. And there's been that. And you, you, you sometimes you just think, when it gets to those points in the season where Ralph's ideas aren't working, mm-hmm. who's bringing the fresh ideas in to be like, maybe we need to try like this and do it like this. When yeah. you, it, there's, there's, you need a fresh voice sometimes. You need a fresh voice, exactly. So. Yeah. When I look at the grand scheme of things, and I think, right in this summer, do I want Ralph to go and a whole new system come in? Do you think he's one of the most well-paid managers in the league? So to get out of his contract, it's going to be a bit of money. And if you think factor that in with having to get another manager in, probably mm-hmm. that's how yeah. many players you're not going to get, and how many yeah. of those players yeah. do you think are more of a problem than what Ralph's causing? And then how much more expensive would it be to get a new coaching staff and to get a better number two? It's well, that's things it, like that. Exactly. I, there's there's smarter ways to go than just yeah. Ralph out, yeah. which is, to be yeah. fair, after one of the games, I was like, that's it. I can't do any more. But then you have that day of reflection where you're like, maybe I probably shouldn't have gone that hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now yeah. I'm I mean, living in the never zone. We're going to go through some, some, some comments. Um, just say hi to a few people. Coach's Corner. Good evening, sir. Jack Linton. Uh, how the devil are you? Welcome along. Is Yuri fit? I mean, I don't think he should play anyway. He's on his way out. You know, let's let's give somebody else a chance. Mm-hmm. Mike, welcome along. Thanks for popping in. Rene, um, how the devil are you? Good, Rene. Hope you are too. Um, Rene B, as you said before, imagine 9-0 mm-hmm. again. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it'd be a new record for us to do it home and away, wouldn't it? But this is this is the question that I want to come on to. And obviously, we're going to come on to the match itself in a second. But... Spencer says here, and good evening, Spencer. Hope you are well. Evening, uh, guys. Do you think Ward Prowls will move on in the summer? And I'm going to ask that of Jack, and then I'm going to come on to Craig and ask Craig if he does, is he a prospect for Leicester with with Yuri moving on? Um, And while you're saying that, we'll we'll just have a look at some stats about him. But 
Jack, is he going to yeah. move on? Are you going to keep him? Of course he's not going to leave. He's been here for 20 years. He's our little Mark Noble. He's wicked. He's uh, Honestly, it's, you know, he's, he's the captain. He's the Southampton dream of the academy, local lad through the academy, now the captain. He's banging in these goals. He's about, you know, he's going for David Beckham's record of free kicks in the league. He's, you know, there's a lot for him. But to he could get that anywhere, ball. couldn't he? But it's, he, it's, that it's the decision of you're going either for, you're going for trophies. So if, if, you, if he went to a city or a Liverpool, you know, Liverpool love taking our boys and with Henderson getting a bit older, maybe you could see yeah. that. And I think I, I could accept that because you'll probably, because you they have to pay a decent amount in Southampton. But when I think of the teams like Leicester, Newcastle, the teams that maybe he like, that, that might would also somewhat be a, would be a step up, you know, some, some could say, not necessarily me, but that, you know, for those sort of things, is he going to win trophies? And is that you know, and is that worth more than being the club legend? We're gonna, he'll have a statue outside of Southampton one day. Like if he, if he stays, he, you know, he is that kind of Mark Noble level of hero for us. And now Matt Latiz has gone a bit crazy. We need a new one. He, he does seem to have gone off a little bit. Yeah, I yeah. His TikToks. I was like, yeah, yeah. We, yeah he's probably the same since you left Sky. We, we, we've lost the Latiz, so we need something else. So, yeah. and he and everything. The team is built around him. And you know he's 20, hmm. 27, 28 now. So the te- next team to get him will get him. You know, twenty eight to twenty nine in the thirty. So he's got you know probably two or three more good, decent, really good seasons in him, and then it's that tw- those twilight years. So it's either you go for him. I think it's you go big or you go you you stay. <laughs> yeah, I mean Craig. I mean. Um... Brad, uh, sorry, Brad. Mike says here, never Ward Prowse has a new contract yeah. and he's captain. I mean, we know that, don't we, Craig? I mean, it's not worth the paper they're written on. All it's probably doing is guaranteeing that a, a certain amount if he does yeah. leave. Um, is he a possible replacement for Tielemans? Not for me. Um, I think he's a decent player. Uh, don't get me wrong. But and, and you watch him week in, week out. So all we see is basically highlights, which is is basically dead balls. Yeah. You know, and what else is there to him other than dead balls? Because I don't see I don't see the engine that we need. I don't see the pace that we need. So I, I see him as being another type of player that we seem to have already got. And that's no disrespect disrespect to him. It's about us having something different, and I'm not sure he's any different to what we've already got. If he can get the ball over past the first man on the corner and over the wall, <laughs> I mean, that's an improvement on what we've got at the moment. Yeah, but you know, I, I, I mean, I think he's joking, of course. I, what you, I think he's come to prominence because whenever you watch Southampton, he is the main man. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's the guy, and would he be? I think you're quite right. Would he be the same anywhere else he goes? I could see him out of the top six. The only one I could potentially see, he could go to either of the London clubs, Arsenal, Spurs. I don't see Man City, Chelsea, Man uh, Liverpool. For me, the one that I think who may come a call in and, and testing your your uh, your bank balance might be Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. 
Newcastle, Aston Villa seem to be the two that like yeah. they 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 test the willpower because Villa Villa came in for I think they said they they said twenty mil in the last window yeah. and the and the club had just laughed that off and were like how how dare you say twenty mil thirty mil for Danny Ings and twenty for James Ward Prowse who do you think you are let's uh, let's back that off yeah. there but that's but you are right though like he isn't one of those players that can come into a lot of squads and ch- turn the whole thing he is. Yeah. You know he's he's your machine. He he's he is our engine. He's our machine. So everything works yeah. around him. Yeah. So for him to come into another team, it, he kind of does have to be, not be built around him, but like he's yeah. the center and he like he's very important. He almost has to be the captain wherever he yeah. goes, that sort of thing. And I just there's not many clubs where I think that can happen with. And and, and is he? As I say, going back to the question of apart from the dead balls, is he all that? Yeah, and so I, he, I don't mean like, that disrespectfully. I just no, mean, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that he is hindered by the squad that he's in. Absolutely, right. he would love to be a slightly more attacking midfielder and try helping the ball get in those positions. Like he, he's been saying a lot recently that he wants to score more from open play and from the edge of the area. The goal against Brighton was you could see how much it meant to him to score from open play. He really, really went for it for that goal. But he is such an absolute animal for tracking back, get winning mm-hmm. the ball back. He's tenacious. He can. He really is a great pass with the ball. He's always looking for that for the for the forward for the forward play, and not many players in the Southampton squad tend to do that nowadays. But he is. He's just. He's just a, a warrior. He is yeah. kind of one of those for me. Either way, I see it. He's not like. I'm not ever, never going to say he's like the most technically gifted player in the league, but he is the workhorse that you want in your squad. I think every yeah. squad loves those players where you're like, yep, yeah, they just sit there, they do their job, and. We are lucky that he has this amazing perk that he's absolutely insane at free kicks. Yeah. Like it's it, he's that he's almost like for me what I would consider the perfect Premier League player. We always talk the ones that you sort of end up talking about a lot. Like uh, <laughs> what I always talk about is um uh yeah uh, uh, do you remember him? For, uh, it's, I'm gutted it's a Portsmouth player, but you, you you yeah what's his name? Yeboah. Oh my god, oh, yeah, he's yeah. insane. Yeboah. You know, it's just like he's just a, a a tank. He just hit balls really hard. He wasn't good. He just smashed balls. <laughs> Emil Heskey was a brilliant Premier League player. He's hit it. And I love yeah. those boys. I love those boys. And for me, War Prowse is just that for us. But I'd, I'd would like he to do that anywhere else. I, yeah. I don't think um I don't think Madison would stick around if we uh, got Ward Prowse. Yeah. That that would be a battle over a free kick, wouldn't it? Exactly. And <laughs> I, like the, although although yeah. they're they're not the same the same position, but I don't see a team where you, yeah, like you say, where you keep Madison and Ward Prowse in it. I don't see that working together very well. It's just, yeah, for, for, definitely not, definitely not for you guys for sure. But uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure other people are still going to be snoop, snooping about. But yeah. I, I think the club have made quite clear that they don't want to sell him. So if they are going to sell him, it's going to be for some ridiculous money. And considering what ridiculous money is in the Premier League nowadays, who knows? But but if, if you need really, if you need a rebuild. You know, sometimes you have to sacrifice someone to try and. You're not wrong, but I think there's I think there's other players to go. Your man on the screen there, Theo. I think he looks like he's going to the MLS this summer. That won't be a, a you know a massive payout, but you know it, that'd be off the books. I think Redmond will be worth a bit of money. I think there are players in the squad that we might have to sacrifice and lose, mm-hmm. um, but you know, like you say, that is to to gain. And from what the club say, there's going to be a big overturn this summer, and if we are going to take a hit of losing some players. You know, yeah. so be it. But I really don't think. I think that the club's real intent right now, what they're saying is, Ralph is staying, and Prowse is staying. Right. And I think if if you've said you've said both those things, and like not everyone's happy about Ralph, but 
everybody wants more prowse. So yeah. if you're if you're going to say those things, you best do a, do yeah. a both. Yeah. Like. So we've we've got the match Sunday. Everything's kicking off at the same time. Um, just come to you, Craig. First of all, with Leicester, Leicester, welcome back, Yuri Tillemans and James Justin, who missed right. Thursday's draw at Chelsea. Um, both with sort of a, well, one was an Ill, illness and one was a knee injury. Uh, Ricardo and Chowdhury were unused, substitu- unused substitutes for that match on their return from injury. Um, we've heard a lot as well about him saying he's going to be playing, you know, giving the youngsters a bit of a run, and they haven't yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm glad he 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 didn't do it against Chelsea because I think you know we'd have probably got a maul in and yeah. um, <laughs> and ruin their their confidence forever. I think Norwich and Watford for the, were the games that he would do it. Surely I'm thinking here, and you know we're not talking you know big scores, but he's, he's going to want to go out on a win because if we can finish in eighth, I and mean, this is presuming Liverpool beat Wolves, which. Yeah, yeah, I think they probably will do. We can finish eighth and had said, well, we're in a European semi-final this season. It is not that bad a season we've no. had. Not at all. And that that that's what makes me think I don't think I think he's going to put his strongest team out um that's available, to be honest. I think you may see one or two on the bench, but I think he's gonna go out. I think Tielemans will play whatever we think about the fact that he's gonna go. Yeah. And and you would hope that Tielemans would want to go out on a high as well. Um, so I, I think it's a chance for the fans to say goodbye to team exactly. I mean, yeah. I, I again, you know, I, I said this before about other players, I don't like this sort of rewriting of history. That, yeah, good riddance to him, he's been fantastic for us. You yeah. can't blame someone for wanting to go when the caliber of clubs who are being linked with him come calling. You, you can't really blame him for that. And he only wa- and he wants yes, Champions League football, so it's not like he's going to an Everton or a Villa or, or you know, and, he's, he's, he's looking yeah. at better in his career. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, his form's dropped off a little bit. But also, he plays every game. He, he's not mm. had any rest in the past two seasons at all. He's always been the one that he's played. So, um, every player has a bit of a dip. But I, I think we're going to go strong. So, uh yeah, I, I can't see. Uh, I can't see it being any uh, any easier for you, Jack. It says um, Fraser Foster and Perrault, Is it are still unavailable? Yeah, uh, and long term absentee Timo Livramento also misses out. I mean, we've just said then. Craig said he's, you know we're gonna. He thinks we're gonna go strong and go for it. What do you think Ralph's take on this game will be? Uh, it's difficult because. A part of me it thinks like you, you know, you've still got eighth to play for. They're like it is that, you know, everyone's everyone's got something to play for really this weekend. You got eighth. So it would be foolish for him to come out and you know, like with the youngsters and be like, ah, last game of the season, let's just go, let's just have a bit, you know, just see what happens. Yeah. I would hope he, you know, he's still gonna go out for guns blazing. Um, I think you know, forced Forster being out, I think that's it. You know, for if you've seen the last of Forster at Southampton now, he's not got a new contract, so he'll be going in the summer. Um, mm. it sounds like sounds like Spurs might, might, might be coming in for him, which is a crazy, but okay. So it'll be <laughs> McCarthy and um, any time any anybody who's ever watched anything from Matchday Vlogs will know I'm I really don't like Alex McCarthy. He is uh, he is the conundrum of the <laughs> folks. Speaks very highly of you. <laughs> oh my god, man! Like you got no idea, no idea. Mm, there was a Leeds game, right? And it like Bamford scored. And it was about a foot to the left of him, and he just didn't dive for it. And I was sat five foot behind him, and I've never been more angry at a player. Just to be like, "Yo, mate, I jumped that far when that sh- for that shot." 
And then if, to make it even worse, it was during it was the first game back for us, you know, half capacity stadium and Bamford ran directly in front of us and just went like that. I was like, I hate football. I hate it so much. And Alex McCarthy's made me hate football. So, <laughs> you know, I'm never, I'm never secure for him being in goal. And I don't, I don't feel secure about any goalkeeper who was let nine in. So, you know, that's. I was quite disappointed because um, a certain Mr. Gunn was playing for Norwich the other week and we only got three past him. Yeah, to be fair, when we played Norwich and we, you know, I think we scored two, I was like, oh, I wish we should really bouted him. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I you simply, you said you've nothing to play for. Yeah. You literally, if you win, you're not going to go higher than 15. Nope. Um, the only thing it's really is between you and Everton, as you, as you sort of touched on before. That's, if Everton yeah. can win, then they will be above you and you'll be down in 16. That's the only thing we're playing for is to finish above Everton. And the amount of smack I've also talked about Everton this season, I really, really need that to be be the case. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's you, you, it's it's just that if like every time a team has come to play Southampton this season where there's something really to play for, where, you know, it's one of the teams in the relegation side, a team, you know, battling for those the, uh, Europe positions, they've just beaten Southampton. And a team that has a bit, has a bit more passion, and has something going for them, we yeah. see we just r- roll over for them. So I'm not looking forward to it because I'm I'm just waiting for the season to end at this point. So I'm, I'm, my expectations are low. But if I'm thinking positive, if I'm thinking mm. up. I mean, the we played this a bit of a different formation last week where we played three at the back and two two wide, but very very attacking on the wide players, very attacking uh, and using Teller as one of the fullbacks. We've seen this as Noah Peru. Um, so we are, you know, Peru being out, we need to do something a bit more. Um, so it's 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 just hard right now. I look at the back line and I'm very wary about it. I look at the front line that aren't scoring. It is Warprow's free kicks, baby. That is all I've got in my pocket right now. And I just well, need to see Sunday out. Are you impressed that I've managed to get Southampton and Leicester both on this graphic? <laughs> it's a good job. Very well done. Thank you. It's been like that all season. It would eventually come around. I couldn't be honest with you. <laughs> but it's 31 times we've met in the Premier League. Um, 12-8 to us. We've won eight at home. Um, Southampton only won three away. We know, though, don't we, Craig? We can't take a Southampton team lightly. Yeah. I, mean, I can never forget the embarrassment of us playing the 9-0 win before we hosted Southampton at Leicester and yeah. they went and beat us. Yeah, well, we know um, old Leicester boy Shay Adams will probably score. You know, he he, he yeah. likes playing against us. I think. Yeah. When he comes home, so uh, I'm sure he'll be up for it. And, and your thoughts, Jack? I mean, can you you're obviously going to want to go? We've talked about it just then, but you're going to want to go out on a, on a win if you can do. Um, does it still? I mean, we joke about this nine nil, but I mean, Leicester, we remember it because. It, it, you know, it's a record and it was a great night for us. You try and forget it because of what it was. Do you think the club have sort of said, well, come on, you know, it's over now, we'll just forget that and we'll just get on with it? I think, unfortunately, for I think I think this is a thing for any team that's outside the top six, especially especially outside the top four, but especially outside the, the supposed top six. Because you don't, if you don't win an FA Cup or you don't, you know, have a, a good season, maybe finish eighth to sneak into Europe pundits find it very difficult to have a thing to talk about. And then if you lose Danny Ings and you, and then you have James Will Prowse isn't scoring the free kicks, they suddenly have less and less things to talk about. So suddenly it does become they're on a bad streak, bad run again, nine nil. And it's like, 
come on, like it was a freak occurrence, and it's even more insane that it happened again. Granted, yeah. there's, there's nothing we can do about that. But how often does that really happen in this league? How often is it yeah. like so, well, well, you can't it can't every season be like, is this the time that's gonna happen? It's like, yeah, okay, it's happened. Let's just move on. But we do just get labored with it and we will always get labored with it now because it happened and you, you have to just accept that accept it yeah and like i said before like i'm happy that like last season i was a bit when it happened again a bit fresh but now we're a season away from it i'm like yeah it happened did it it was funny and it, the fact that and i look back and i look at when we watched the man united one and i look back at how many numbers it did and how many views it got for our live stream i'm like yeah i'm not that angry about it that's some good traffic right there so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Indeed, indeed. And, I mean, I forgot what I was going to say. I've got to say that was it. I've got to give credit to Southampton because there's not many clubs would have stuck with Ralph after that. That's the thing. Like, you, you, he's lost 9-0 twice. So, and they stuck with him through that. And now we're going through this bit here. It's like, of course we're going to stick with him. And they're going to, because I think the owners see so much potential in Ralph. And they really, like, when they came in, it was very much, we want to, him to to you know realize his full potential here and do whatever he wants to do to how much we can give him and i don't think that was ever going to change and then the form's been bad it has been but that kind of just makes me more excited for the summer now and i think if we can get the right things if he gets a new background staff if you get another if we can get an assistant in Mm. you know we look our budget for players was about 15 mil last that was that was the max we were allowed to go 15 mil was really our budget and now it's this summer, it's looking like maybe 20 to 30, which still isn't massive for the Premier League. But for mm. us, that's a huge jump up. So, yeah. you know, it, it's going to be more exciting. We're hearing great things from, the, you know, our ownership for the last few years. It hasn't. We had a Chinese investor who couldn't give money in. So he never was. So we had no budget. It sucked. It was awful. But he, at least he didn't take money out of the club. That's yeah. a win. And now we're having a summer where he's going to he can have a, a good spend and we can really try. And But I'm not. I'm not stupid. I in my mind I am like January. Let's see where we are in January. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, if you took January from this year, I'd be like, we're going to Europe, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but we're about the World Cup by then. So exactly. Uh, who, exactly. who who could be signed? Mike, I've got to say, are you sure or is he just a very naughty boy? <laughs> <laughs> you think this show's just thrown together, don't you? It isn't. It is planned down to the minutest detail. Uh, I mean, when you compare the teams there, these are Opta stats from the Squawker website. I mean, you know, the, the Opta performance index, I mean, there's a lot of green on our side, to be fair in this. And I'm sorry that for some reason they put Leicester with a blue background, uh, red background, and Southampton with the blue. But the Opta index, 885 to 800, goals conceded, uh, sorry, goals scored 58 for us, 42 for you. Accuracy is pretty close. Tackles made. Yeah, again, not that huge difference. Clean sheets, and I love us have done very well with that this season. Um, <laughs> goals conceded, there's only four or five between us. Yellow car. I mean, it, it's got nil-nil written all over it, hasn't it, Craig? <laughs> uh, no, far from it. I, 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 I won't expand upon that until we get to the scores. But um... <laughs> no, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, it, it does have that end of season thing and you would just hope that, you know, both teams are there to, to have a decent game of football without the pressure that often comes with it. Mm. And, and, and I mean, with, with that sort of, you know, when you look at that, I was surprised how close it was, Jack. 
Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I thought last season, I felt like I watched so much Leicester football. I watched, seemed to watch loads of it last season. And this season, Good not man. so much, not so much. <laughs> and I, I kind of feel like your season's a bit like ours, where there were slight expectations and they weren't met. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and yeah. it's not been amazing and i think like you it's that it's all about that consistency in it you've had a nice little run of form towards the end here you know mm-hmm. madison and Vardy doing, doing doing the business for you getting that just getting a, those wins under the belt those wins that you should be getting towards mm-hmm. the end of the season and you're getting them so it's 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 like you say you could end the eighth and that ends up being quite a decent season for you whereas i think a couple of weeks ago it was a bit like oh they could finish outside the top 10 yeah, you know, there was a long time where you were sat, be, you know, beneath us. So I think there was a point where you know I was maybe I was a bit too cocky on Twitter saying, "Where, where, where are all those transfers now?" Where you know Southampton were above Villa and Leicester. I was, I was feeling really good about life, and then you know now we're here. So it's, I do, I do see it. I mean, I, I, you know, I feel we we both had a bit of a torrid time of it this season. Yeah. It's just that yeah. you've been able to work your way through it better than we can, and I think that's the. That's the pinnacle of being, you know, the a, a mid-table Premier League side is being able to win these sort of games. You know, I said to you last time we were on it that for me, like, of the mid-table clubs, Leicester are the top. They're the sort of, you know, the actual of like you should be, you know, be able to almost break into that top four sometimes, mm-hmm. top six sometimes, almost get to Europe, but you're always going to be floating around there ever since, you know, yeah. the, the, the yeah. Prem win. And I always kind of look at that as like that's what we should, that's what we should all be aiming for. If you want to be a mid-table Premier League club. Leicester is kind of a good place to look. Yeah. And um, uh, this season it's been a bit dropped down a little bit. But yeah. We have, but are you looking at that there, Craig? I mean, and we'll, we'll, we'll have a look at Southampton in a second, but Leicester first. I mean, that is our season in five games, isn't it? I mean, you know, we draw nil nil with Villa. Uh, mm-hmm. We lose to Tottenham, which we, we do every season, let's be honest with you, <laughs> since, since 15 16. It's just like, oh, Tottenham, yeah, well, we'll lose to this. It's given. Everton to turn up and on doorsteps, having won only one game away all season. What happens? They beat us. Um, and then we managed to get a couple of decent wins. Uh, but again, against two relegated sides. But you can only play who's against two. Oh, excuse me. And earlier in the season, I wouldn't have put my money on a 3 0 and a 5 1. No, and don't forget, we, you know, we've just had a, a, a tough game against Chelsea that we've come away with a point. Yeah. Uh, from as well I, I know we, we didn't play particularly well but we looked fairly solid at the back without giving up too many thank you for noticing that because i didn't bother to update this cheers craig you're welcome mate you're welcome um but yeah we look fairly solid you know without uh, having any threat and that's that's the big thing with most as you, as you call them those middle table teams isn't it getting the balance between having a threat up front and not leaking goals at the back. And that's the, the holy grail. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a tough one. But, yeah, the fact that we've managed to put some goals in, you know, in the last couple of games, and as you said, Jack, that, that uh, Madison and, and Vardy have, have done well. Madison's had a really good second half of the season. So I think we're, we're coming into it in, in fairly decent form, I would say. So, um, yeah, the, I think the onus is on us to try and, have a good finish to the season and as you say you know if we finish eighth with a, a european semi-final when you when you sit back in the summer that's not a bad season 
No, I, I, I agree with you there. And, and looking at your last five, uh, <laughs> Jack, and oh, we must, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, but actually it's obliged to. It's, it's, it's everything I just said. If you look at the, the, our results to your results, like uh, the Arsenal game, that, that, you know, we beat Arsenal, we beat Spurs, we, you know, we got, we got two points from City this season. You know, we, we, it makes no sense. We, did, we played very well in those games. And then Burnley, Burnley had something to play for. They, yeah. they, want, they want to get out of the relegation zone and they just came out. As the first 15 minutes of that game, we took a couple of shots and I was like, we should be on for this today. This looks really good. And then to go, head to hang low, second goal really quickly, it's over. It's, it's done. Uh, Brighton for, conceded a goal in the first minute, two minutes. Uh, 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 and then another one straight away, head to hang low. Somehow, Prousey, you know works wonders and gets us back in it. Very lucky. It's it's these games here, you know, compared to yours. Like, you we should be you should beat Burnley in this run this, this end of the season at that point. Brighton, mm. okay, two all maybe, but reality, you should be beating Brighton. We should don't you need to win those sort of games. Burn uh, uh, Brentford, we beat four one earlier in the season, and then you lose three 0 to them at the end. Like, how does how do you do that? Like that, mm. where's the consistency there? And there, that's it. It it sums up the season really. I wish that there was you know you have that. A win against Arsenal that makes you look good, and then look at the rest. It's. It, the, I mean, you've only got to look at people's predictions shows and what have you, and it, it, it's nowhere. Yeah. It's been the weirdest of weird seasons. Let's let's be honest. Uh, I mean, looking at, every, uh, at each other's forms. I mean, Leicester um, home form. We've won nine. Um, we've uh, we've conceded twenty two goals. Away form for Southampton. You've only won three, uh, so you can see. I didn't realize it was that bad. Sorry, much. Yep. <laughs> you can see you did 39. Surely that means, uh, Craig, that they're going to get a fourth win again away from home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you keep you keep trying to get a score prediction out of me. Stop it. <laughs> no, they're not going to beat us. I'll, I'll say that much. I'm I'm confident that um, that we'll want to turn up and put on a performance and as you say I think Southampton they are almost like that the classic enigma I, I don't know what they are you know yep you can be brilliant and you can be you can be brilliant and awful in the same game yep, it makes <laughs> you know? literally no sense I've seen games like when we come up with one half and be like that's the best football I've seen all season and the second half be like oh so this is the reserves is it okay fair play it's it's <laughs> It's just split personality, and I don't know what what this team needs to bring that consistency in. But um, put it this way, I don't see it happening this season. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's just have a look at some uh, stats. Oh, not a lot of people know that, as I've called it now. Um, Leicester looking to win consecutive home league games at Southampton for the first time since April 2016. Um with their 2-0 win in this fixture last season and the four-game winless home run in the league. So thank you, uh, thank you, Saints. Uh, Saints have won two of their past three away league games against Leicester. Ooh, as many as they had in the previous 16 visits to um, King Power Stadium. It's all it's all hedging towards uh, Southampton, this. Uh, since beating QPR 5-1 in 14-15, Leicester haven't won their final league game in any of the last six seasons. See, there's hope for you, Jack. There's hope for you. <laughs> Is it me, or has Craig gone very dark? 
I have gone very dark. I've gone to the dark side. You have, yeah. Well, yeah. I thought you. I thought you were the second coming, talking to the Messiah, because the light kept <laughs> shining on you. Um, and I don't know why I've got a Chelsea fact up there, but let's put this one. Southampton have dropped twenty nine points from winning positions in the Premier League this season. The last side to drop more than twenty nine from a single campaign were Tottenham in seven and eight. Uh, that that is something. In all joking aside, Jack, that is something that you need to address. Obviously, yep. Oh yes, that's the thing that we've. It's. It, I think that's again. That's the fourth runner. That's that that that's that there has kind of has kind of replaced the nine nil for most games. Whether if they can't bring that up, mm. it is that stat, and that's that is the most damning of all. Really, it's you can get in a good position, but you just can't hang on to it, and you just the, the, there's just an inconsistency everywhere. There's a lack of communication, and um. Just yeah, there's centre backs. We need we need we need about fifty of them. If we can just change to that formation, we should be fine. But um, yeah, it's uh that that's you feel it at the, at the Southampton games. You know when that's going to happen. It's yeah. it's anytime like I used to predict two one quite a lot for Southampton, but now I understand I had to predict three one for Southampton because two one is literally never ever enough. Never, <laughs> I, never. We don't win two one. We if we if we win two one, we've drawn two all. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, not the but, way to go. Craig, I mean, there, but for the grace of God, mm. is us. You know, I mean, mm. that is who can who can forget Brendan Bellend? You know, again in the West Ham, bringing on a certain Mister Vestergaard, just as uh, <laughs> the opposition were about to or well, West Ham were about to take a corner, completely disrupts the back line, and and West Ham get the equaliser. We, we've off, struggled uh, yeah, we? off, off off his arm. Let's well, not forget that as well. Yeah, but it was it was allowed. Uh, agree or not, <laughs> it went in. Um, mm. And I, and I, I can't even blame Vestergaard for that because I think bringing on a defender in the ninety first minute when you're defending the corner is absolutely suicidal. But we we've yeah. had that problem, haven't we? We've not you know been able to hold on to to, to any time. A few times we've gone into the lead. No, we, we used to be really good at it. We had a great record, I think, of just grinding out games mm. when we were in front. But yeah, I don't know. You know, Brendan seems to have developed this sort of mentality of the best way to defend a lead is to give the opposition the ball. Um, <laughs> you know, he just brings on defenders so you lose all control of the ball and the game's played in your half when you want it in the other half. And it, it makes absolutely no sense. It goes against what he talks about after games. Yeah. You know, if you've got the ball, then you control the tempo, you control everything. And then he takes off your your your, your ball runners and uh, and puts defenders on, just inviting pressure. So, I don't know. It, you've been the same. We, we've been all over the place this season. You know, we've all had highs and lows and of performances. And you, you just don't know what the real Southampton is. You don't know what the real Leicester is. I think we're both in for interesting summers because I think we both need to try and get back to having some kind of identity. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think there's so many teams and the, the best teams in the league are those ones that have an identity and they, they and, and they've got character and they they just work to it and then you kind of have you know like us we they've just lost the ways a little bit like we kind of know what we want to do but I don't think everyone at that club knows what quite what to do, and they definitely don't know how to execute it, and they don't know when to make the changes or what to do when that plan goes wrong. And it's just, 
Oh, it's just it's just floating about. I've, yeah, I've just just let's uh, just. How about we just call off Sunday? Yeah, and we just have a nice summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, let's yeah. let's forget tomorrow. Let's all still meet down the pub. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to go on to score predictions because Craig's been saying I've been trying to get him onto that for the last uh, uh, fifty-seven minutes. But uh, I think before that, we should have this. It's time for the Daily Lester. <laughs> Leicester City FC on this day in history with Leicester Till I Die TV. Yeah, we used to have the Daily Man, uh, Daily Arsenal, and the Daily Spurs, but it, I just got bored because how long since they won a trophy? And it was just going on, and I got a bit bored, so we revamped it. And I'm sure you'll remember this, Craig. On this day in Leicester City's history, twenty-eight. Oh, sorry, the twentieth of May, nineteen ninety-eight. Okay, that's a bit yeah. more recent than I was expecting. Well, yeah. Um, Martin O'Neill's Leicester City uh, drew nil-nil at Tampa Bay Mutiny on their American tour. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You don't remember when we used to have to... I mean, nowadays it's Kidderminster and Burton and... What the hell are we having a a, a tour at this time of the season? I mean, even back then, surely the season was still going on. We must have had the last game... I'm guessing not in fairness. <laughs> we must have flown out as soon as the final whistle of the last game went. It seems bizarre. <laughs> is that the best is that the best on this day stat you have? For today, no. The, the, all right, I can give you another one for today if you want. <laughs> I'm not wanting to sound ungrateful, Chris. No, I think you are. As they go, that was a shocker. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I can't rewrite history. Um, there we go. 20th of May. Yeah, this is more your era. 20th May, 1940, Craig. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Leicester City um, battled to a goalless draw at Birmingham City in the Midland, sorry, in the Regional League Midland Division. That wasn't better. That wasn't better. That wasn't, that wasn't better. That wasn't better. No, no, that was, no, somehow no. you got worse. It and was a choice of two. And now you know why I draws. The American tour, don't you? you no, know? I'm going to... Yeah, that was a great great choice, Chris. That's why yeah, you're in charge. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for, mate. You know? mm. <laughs> what happened at the club today? That must have been way more interesting than whatever happened there today. Yeah, training, yeah. just kick about. Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> no, knowing us, we're probably playing water polo. Every video you ever see coming out of the Leicester training ground, just to show off that we've got a fancy swimming pool, Indeed. It's the team playing water polo. Indeed. If only we had Harry Maguire and a blow-up uh, unicorn. Indeed. <laughs> I'll leave that one to everybody to work out for themselves. Um, talk. Welcome along, mate. How the devil are you? Uh, I always say this, and it is in the description. I believe it, it's now clicked in. Uh, Talk's new channel, Football versus Cancer. Get over there on YouTube and on Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter. It is a great course. Football Against Cancer. Uh, he does a hell of a lot of just general football stuff, giving the support. He deserves it on that. Um, right. The moment we've been waiting for. Um, after, those, after those on this day, probably <laughs> sooner than later. Uh, TM uh, says she thinks it will be 3-1. She hasn't said who to, but I'm guessing... Well, no, she's got the Fox there, so obviously yep. it is Leicester. Uh, Scott says 4-2 Leicester, but could see it being a high-scoring game, to be honest. 
Um, let's have a look. Now, this is, I say, the Xbox Prediction League. I've gone a bit mad here. I'm not going to lie. You knew I was coming on, right? <laughs> yes. Hey, yes. Uh, for Chelsea, there's only me went for the win. <laughs> and that says why I am bottom of the uh, <laughs> player prediction league. Um, and I've got nothing to lose. If I get three points of getting it right, I'm still bottom. So <laughs> I've gone for 4-1. Uh, Ian Marshall's gone 2-1. Walsh has gone 3-1. Tags has gone 3-0. And he is top of the league. Uh, Steve Lannett's gone 2-0. And Ian Wilson, 3-1. Jack, I'll give you a chance to come back, uh, and, and I'm sure you're going to uh, uh, go for Southampton winning some way. Of course I am, mate. It doesn't matter what I say, you know, all, all the build-up to this of how bad form has been. doesn't matter, because you know what? Football is amazing, and football can, anything can happen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> doesn't matter what. doesn't matter what. Every, I, I, every, every predictions I give, it's always Southampton going to win. I don't care what's going on. We could be <laughs> team of relegation. I don't care. It's Southampton are winning this weekend. So, yeah, for, for, despite everything, for me, I'm going to go for a 2-0 Southampton because you guys ain't scoring. You will. You will. You're like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> the two I, can, I can accept the two because I think you will score because we don't keep a clean sheet. It's the nil for us that is the big surprise. <laughs> nah, mate, this is Lianco's big weekend, right? My boy, he's going to come out there this weekend. He's going to bring that Brazilian fire, and it's going to be gonna okay. What are you going to do if you sell him? Oh, I'm going to cry. You're going to have to get a new <laughs> backdrop, aren't you? That's <laughs> yeah, right, right, mate. Green screen, I could do what I like with this bad boy. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I've, I've never actually met him, so that's just, that's just Photoshop. But you know, I, I guess you hadn't met him in fairness. You know? Oh, no, I have. I have. I met him outside the club shop. It was, it was a good time. I got very excited. When you went for coffee and everything, you know. Do you know what it was? I've never seen a man with whiter teeth. And I was just like, wow, look at those teeth. It's Lianco. Like, and that was it. Done. <laughs> uh, talking of bronze tanned and white teeth, Greg. <laughs> um, you know what I'd really like is if the teams just met beforehand and said, you know what? This is the only game that really, realistically has nothing on it. Let's have an eight-all draw and then challenge match of the day to not put it first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. That would be no. brilliant. But we yeah. know we wouldn't be first. No. Um, I, Scott stole my thunder. I was going to go for a 4-2 as well. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I think well, I, I, I hope it will be an open game where, where, as I say, just two teams go at it, you know, with... with Nothing riding on it other than a couple of places, a couple of million um, in prize money. But I, I hope we just go at it. So I hope there's a, some goals. Yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you very much, guys. It's the last one of the summer. We've got a lot of things planned for the summer. Uh, uh, Craig knows we've, we've got some quizzes coming up, Jack. So hopefully we'll see you <laughs> again. Um, I don't know what can, can we? Can, I'll, I'll get Mike to come on and do that, and I will just be here so and we will ask get, really rank up the questions because I would like him to get a lower score than me if you have another quiz. <laughs> I'll, I'll do a deal there. I've literally yeah. just refused to learn the drive because of, I don't want to take a, a driving test after what you've done to me. Like, I just don't want to do it. I just don't want to go through that experience again. I'm over it. No more quizzes or tests. Ruined your life. Ruined yeah. your life. We Pointless. Are. Um. Max just said, imagine being an 8-8 eight, eight and uh, being last on match of the day. Mm. It probably would be. Um, 
Jack, thank you so much for coming on. We're going to see you next season. You you stayed up, and I'm I'm really really pleased because I've now got Bournemouth, Southampton, and Brighton all on the south coast that I can get to in reasonable time. Welcome back, Bournemouth. A bus ride away for me that one. Uh, so we'll see you next year, um, next year, next season. Just remind everybody your links are in the description below on YouTube. But just remind everybody where they can find you. Yeah, come and see us over at Matchday Vlogs. Uh, me and Michael, you know, we stream. We go to all the home games, trying to stream as much of the away as we can. I believe we, we've got plans for a for a big Sunday, you know, live stream. However, I am in a recording studio on the weekend, um, so I, who knows what where I'm going to be or what's going to happen. But it will be content. Don't worry about that. So yeah, come, anything Southampton, come see us cry. It's a lot of the. It's, it's just don't go. Don't watch the last like five months. Watch the beginning of the season. Good stuff. You can't, you can't, you can't just leave that at there, can you, Craig? Recording <laughs> studio. I've got to ask you that. What? Um, mate, I just, I um, don't. <laughs> all, you, all you need to know. Best singer in Salisbury, 2012, and I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. I think we're going to go with a bit of a Ricky Gervais. Fetch the guitar. Yes. <laughs> <Give me a second. laughs> one day, one one day, boys. I'll. Uh, the problem is you haven't paid for that. That's the problem. <laughs> that was on the telly the other day. That that yeah. uh, film when you went touring. It was uh, it was great. Craig, as always, young man. Thank you so much for coming on. You're as welcome. Well. And You're I think very we've got welcome. a lot of things planned for the summer, yeah. so uh, you will be on our we've screen. We've got a lot to talk about, yeah. yeah. And of course, if anybody is watching, do not adjust your um, colour scheme on your laptop, computer, phone, whatever you've got. That is a shirt. <laughs> it's really a shirt. Actually, my, my whole body is just an arrow right now. That's just what it is. It's, it's, it can't, it's not going to sink Could you up. imagine if that was a tattoo? I mean, that would, that would impress me, man. That would. Would not be the worst tattoo I have. On so, that note, I think we should leave it. I don't want to know <laughs> what it is. Guys, thank you so much. All the best. Thanks. For, always a pleasure, Jack. Always a pleasure. And we'll see you next season and see you soon, uh, Craig. Thanks very Cheers, much. Jack. Cheers, Jack. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, Cheers, be sure to go and follow Jack. He's a great lad. Um, and you can always drop in the 9-0 every now and again. He, he said he says it doesn't bother him, but it does. I know, I know. Um, what have we got coming up for you? Well, um, nothing tomorrow, I'm pleased to say. Uh, and then um, after that, on Sunday, we have got this. Yep, the final day watch-along. I don't think we've ever been in a position where there's so much was written on the last day of the season. Um, who can win the title? Well, my predictions or anything to go by, it could be Liverpool. Who will get into Europe? Would it not be? What's funnier? I'm sorry, Mike. I know you're waiting to come on, but I've got to ask this question anyway. What's funnier? Man United end up in the conference? Or, or I don't think Arsenal can do it, so I guess it's going to have to be Manchester United. And, of course, who's going to stay up? Who is going to stay up? Are we looking at Leeds or are we looking at Burnley? It goes down to the wire. So that comes up tomorrow, no, it comes up on Sunday, 3 o'clock, Sunday, um, Soccer Sunday, uh, you know the setup. We've, we've pinched it off TV, I'm not going to lie. And then the following week, it's the Jerry Taggart special, as it's not an interview about Jerry Taggart, it's Jerry Taggart discussing Leicester City's season. And do you know what? 
I think he's going to be quite honest and tell us. And, of course, he's been to every match. He works for the club, so it will be interesting. It won't be live. It will be pre-recorded, and it will only be available on YouTube. So uh, make sure you, you're following, subscribing, linking, and doing all, all the bits below. And click the, uh, click the uh, bell so you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much, guys, if you've been listening to this on your favourite podcast platform. Thank you very much. And if you have been watching us, well... Even better. Thank you very much again. And I will see you. I'm off to join Daniel's channel at 9 o'clock doing a few predictions. So I will see you over there or 3 o'clock Sunday for the Soccer Sunday. Good night. Take care. Stay safe. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.